to episode 81 of the Walking Closer Podcast. This is whatever day and week it is of social isolated. I can't even talk. It's <laughs> That's what happens when you've been social distancing or socially isolated. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is that day um, of this new thing. Uh, yeah. So how's it going? Um, today, what are we going to talk about? Um, I thought we would talk about the top 100 reasons why I'm the best husband. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Took you long. Man, you're supposed to laugh. Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, uh, today, you know, honestly, last week I had been, just you know contemplating ruminating uh cogitating irritating (laughs) cogitating have you ever heard that word um so i have this book called the highly selective thesaurus and dictionary for the extraordinary illiterate and uh i was just trying to sound like i was extraordinary literate um yeah i (laughs) I can't even. <laughs> Seriously, you should get this. You should get this book. It's fascinating. The amount of words that are out there that no one uses. Okay. So, yeah. No, um, I've been contemplating on, you know, where people were in their faith. Because I think for so many people, what their normal expression of faith is, what that looks like happens on a Sunday. And that's gone. Right? Uh, you're not gathering in this building. You're not quote-unquote, worshiping in what you probably have defined or worshipped as and what really Christians have defined worshipped as for centuries, what goes on inside this building. And, uh, in fact, it wasn't until probably recently, in the last, uh, I would say, last century, maybe not even that long, do you have more of an emphasis on the fact that worship is not just simply what happens inside this building. But that, that's a fairly new idea in the grand scheme of things. And so you have what has been commonly known as the expression of our faith. It happens on a Sunday where people come in and they do what they do, whatever their worship looks like, right? Um, Whatever songs or music, whatever message, if you, you know, take communion or some call it the Eucharist, um, Lord's Supper, uh, usually there's some sort of tradition, some sort of pattern, some sort of rhythm that people are accustomed to on Sundays, and they don't have that anymore. And I know a lot of people have tried to essentially r- duplicate that in their homes or in some settings. Like there are some churches that are recording live from different ways where they're going, basically going through all of those same rituals. They're trying to follow the same patterns or rhythms that they had before. We at North Point decided not to do that. Um, because, well, it's not the same and we're not trying to duplicate something necessarily. And for us from where we are, it's all about figuring out what are some better ways to reach people, to help people, to minister to people. Um, and so anyways, we decided to not do it that way. And there are some churches that, that are doing that. And sure, I mean, they're doing a really good job at basically doing live streams, they probably already did live streams before this, but their live streams were recorded with a bunch of people in the building, you know, in in, in the seats. 
uh, before. Now the only difference is they don't have those people. And so they were already killing it when it came to that. We were not. Right? So <laughs> this is not the time to try and kill it with something that you've never done before, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I know that, but even if you have that, for a lot of people, it's still not the same, right? You're not, it's still not the same. And if that was your primary expression of your faith, then... You know, I, I I bet a lot of people are struggling right now because they don't have that, should we say, outlet? Right, right? yeah. Um, and, like, for me, the biggest outlet for me was it's a platform, that time that I use to express to people, to share my heart, to do what I believe I'm made to do. Um, and, and, you know, that's a whole whole different subject right there. And so, but for other people who they come to the building right they come to the gathering um and they don't necessarily have any of these leadership responsibilities it's a different experience for them yeah not having that right um what's that been like for you yeah i've seen a lot of variations of what people are trying to do to make this work to fulfill that same feeling that that setting of being in church um and i've seen that all throughout all different um denominations um like um i mean i've just i've seen live streaming happen i've seen live like live videos throughout the week um for those people who um do well like especially during Easter it was a big thing um with the Catholic community and being able to do those things that they do throughout Easter um their daily masses were shot like what they are accustomed to and how they are accustomed to doing Easter was totally different Mm. and so I've seen a lot of different ways of people trying to make sense of and come to that same worship setting as it were. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people struggling with that. So you're someone who doesn't lead on Sunday. I mean, you could be on a praise team, but you don't have that. So what has it been like for you? Is there, do you feel a void? Do you feel something missing? What has this change? How has it affected you? I mean, we could talk about me, but how has it how has it affected you being someone who um, it's probably closer to like what most of the people are, you know, when they like gather together on a Sunday? Well, um, <laughs> it's kind of a loaded question. Um, the biggest thing that I have felt missing is just the singing. Um, I I love to sing. Singing is my outlet. Singing is the way that I, I don't know, music just does something very deep within me. And I know that singing is not um, bound by a church building. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can sing anywhere and I can sing at home and I can sing those praise and worship songs anytime I want or any, you know, it's, it's not contingent on 
being in the church building. Right, right, right. But I do miss the camaraderie of other people singing with me. Sure, yeah, that's the community aspect, right? The communal yes. aspect of it, right? Yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest thing that I miss. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess summing it all up would be just the communal aspect of it all. Mm. Other people. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, obviously it's going to be different. And it's not, I don't think it's an, a right or wrong thing as far as how people are feeling uh, what they're experiencing right now, and even what they're doing to try to compensate, compensate, maybe, is that a good word? Probably not the best word, but what they're trying to do to fill the void or to uh, whatever it is that they feel like they're missing. Um, yeah, I guess compensate would be uh, as adequate as a term as any. Um, and so it, it, don't get me wrong, I'm not, it's not a right or wrong thing. You know, if people feel like they want to go through, you know, what they typically see on Sunday and just kind of duplicate that in their own home. Uh, I think that can be challenging for some because maybe they're used to it just being done simply and they just walk into that and participate in it as opposed to now where it's, no, you've got to figure this out. Like, right. You have to um, think about it. You, you have to figure out what that's going to look like and do that. And I personally feel like that is a good thing. I think it's one of the, if I can, as, as a teacher, as someone who is really focused on helping people grow uh, in a very real way, other than just, you know, spitting out the facts, which I could do, but like in a very real way, help, helping people grow, I think that this process, man, this is one of the most beneficial things that could happen right now is people, instead of just waiting and looking for somebody else now to just do it and you you just kind of fall into that flow though now you have to create it right or you have to start it or you have to find wherever that is that rhythm and you've yeah you've got to you've got to you got to wrangle it and bring it in and and you have to you know uh, create that space for yourself and see what goes into that and doing that see because it's one thing to just come and sit and observe and it's another thing to you know be all hands you know in you know all hands on deck right i think it could be a good thing this is one of the most beneficial things about this time is is what it's challenging people to do um and so anyways i say all that to say that i don't think it's a it's not a right or wrong thing i mean people need to do whatever it is that they need to do and i think it's their faith that's going to drive them to doing whatever it is that they're they're doing right which again comes back to me thinking about and wondering where people are right now when it comes to their faith how has this affected them? And um, I see it as a good thing because this has the potential to get us to stop and think and consider really where we are in our faith, right? Like, um, and even in our expressions of faith, because if Sunday is just simply your expression, um, yeah, you're not going to have much. Right. Right. There's that intentionality that comes forth in this. You have to be very intentional now about making that time and space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's live stream or whether it's you coming up with your own things mm-hmm. to do, you have to be very intentional about finding the time. You have to be intentional about um, the family that you 
the people that are living within the walls of your house and how they're going to enter into this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like with, with children, it's not as easy to come. I mean, they're not used to doing church at home either, you know? So it's not easy to say, come sit down, let's watch worship online. I, I, I am, I just hope that this is challenging people in such a way that they're being pushed beyond how they have previously defined church, how they have previously defined even what worship is, what all this looks like, what all should it look like. I think this is a good thing. I think that there are some people you cannot duplicate it. There are some things that um, are not meant to necessarily be the same and they necessarily have to change in these settings. And, I think that that is a good thing because it makes you stop and think about what it is that you are missing, what you were previously participating in, and why, right? And then now, whatever it is that you're doing, make no mistake about it, it's being driven by your faith, okay? So whether you're doing something or you're not doing something, it's being driven by your faith and where it is. And again, I wonder where people's faith is. Right, I think that it could be a good thing to challenge people to think about all this beyond just the traditional terms, beyond just the traditional means, beyond just the traditional definitions and how it looked. Like, I really hope that this is pushing people to see things differently, even when it comes to being the church, what we do when we gather, and then what you do on your own, things that you can do as a family. Uh, all of this stuff kind of comes together, right? And, and like, for instance, what you do on Sunday, as big and as important as that might seem in your mind, in so many ways is no different than what you do on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And you have all of these pieces and all of these things that we try to put together and say, okay, all of these things are going to help me grow as a Christian. I, I go to church on Sunday. I read my Bible. I do my devotional. I listen to this podcast. I watch that video. I pray. I do this. I do that. And the other, and it's all so compartmentalized. Whereas the reality is, I look at all of this as just simply a rhythm, and you have various various components to your rhythm throughout the week. Right, you have your Sunday, and you have the things you do on Sunday, and that flows into the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and you know, really, we define these rhythms by how we see time, and that's why we it's so easy for us to compartmentalize things. Right, you have right. evening and morning, and so forth and so on. But I, 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 man, I just, I really, I really want people to be challenged to see beyond just that. Right, um, and how that works, and how even within their own, they have everybody has a rhythm. Everybody has a flow, if you will. Some people's flow is a little more bumpy than others, but everybody, <laughs> everybody's got one. And I hope that people are being challenged and see the various ways and and and, and means by which they can be more intentional about being present in their current flow as opposed to just being stuck with where they were downstream, right? Or where they're going upstream. Um, and how in these particular moments their focus can be on God. And while, you know, 
I'm not. A, I like the idea of people setting aside time. I do that. I like the idea of setting aside time to just simply focus on God and to rest and to just be and to pray and, and all those other things. And I think those are valuable, and good, um, and not just because Jesus did them. Obviously, Jesus did them. We know <laughs> Jesus did them. He liked to go in the mountains. He was a mountain guy. Um, we should go to the mountains, right? Uh, that, would, that would take social isolation. Well, no, people are still at the beach. Um, so, but not just because Jesus did them, because I see the value in them as well, right? Um, and so, I think those are good. But those things are meant to be resources to give us to help us when we're not in those moments, right? Right. right. When when we are being attacked by uh, attacked by yeah attacked by everything else all the distractions that are going on right the things that we do in those moments where we go into the mountains are to help give us the strength and the energy and the focus and the drive to deal with the chaos when we're in the chaos right um but i wonder if that's how people even see them i wonder if people are seeing look i've gone sunday i've got my feel i feel good um, you know, people will leave feeling like they got their toes stepped on and feeling like they're the most horrible thing, right? Which, by the way, you should never feel that way when you leave a worship service. <laughs> um, but then they'll be, you know, turn right back around and go back at it again. But it, it has no effect on them. Right. right. It doesn't carry over. These little personal times of devotion, uh, morning prayers, or if you do Liturgy of the Hours, or if you're reading the Psalms or memorizing Scripture, whatever it is that people are doing, their prayer time, I, I, I hope that people are seeing how those things, while as important as they are on their own, they are not a, an end to themselves. They are meant as refueling stations, if you will, a ways to realign or ways to ground ourselves, ways to um, bring our focus back in and give us what we need so that when we're in the fight, right? In the in the chaos, in all of the distractions that always want to take us out of the moment. Um, th- that's why those things are valuable. That's what they give us. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm really, you see, I'm bothered. I'm, I feel really bothered by this. <laughs> I really hope that people are being challenged to see that and how important that is. Because if Sunday was just your Sunday and that was just a day and you did nothing else, your weeks right now probably look no different. Right, um, you don't go to you don't go to church on Sunday. Um, you might listen to a message or a video or whatever, but you're probably not doing anything else. Things probably don't look any different. And I think that, that this is extremely valuable time that people can be utilizing um, to dive into this stuff, right? To see what this looks like. What can I do in my daily rhythms to help me stay focused and grounded? Um, you know, like, but but then again, I don't know. I'm talking a lot here. Um, you can jump in at any time. <laughs> I feel like. Can you tell I haven't preached in a while? Like, I mean, I'm putting out videos, but I haven't. There you, isn't this thing, right? You need this, people. Yes, I need people. <laughs> I need people. It's intricate for what I do. <laughs> you know, like, I, I really hope people are being challenged by this and in a good way, right? Like, yeah. I think, and I think a lot of the, the things, a lot of the things that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks, I think can really help us to step into that. Um, you know, like these are uncharted territories, 
all of this is unknown. And so first of all, you have to be willing to take that step. And then you have to be willing to find those good things. Find those things that bring you closer to God. You know, like the thousand gifts thing um, that I talked about last week. Um, It's in those little moments, those little things that show me, oh, God is still here. And then through that, things start growing and blossoming. And then I recognize and I can see bigger pictures of God being in other places. You know, um, I mean, you're hearing so many good stories right now about blessing tables being put out in neighborhoods, about um, the, you know, the um, food banks, you know, helping out those who are in need. Like, there are so many different good stories that you're hearing. And when you hear these stories, you can look into that and you can see God working through that. And it's, I guess it's through those things that you begin, it's a different way of worshiping. You know, it's not the lights and the the atmosphere. It's not something that has been constructed to form to make you feel one way or the other. Mm-hmm. This is real life. Yeah. And when you start to see God working in real life, then you're worshiping on a whole new level. See, see, and that's the thing. It's like when and okay, and that, that's what I'm getting at because I think oftentimes we do it in reverse. We think that going into a building or spending these little quiet times it's going to, and it can, I think it does, um, helps us to see God in the little things. Um, but in this way, it's you're seeing it without that created space, right? It's, it's unfolding before yes. your eyes. And so if we are taking advantage of the time that we see and seeing the little things or you go all the way back to how we, we even started a couple of weeks ago. It's okay how you feel. Facing what you're having to face, it's okay. Um, you're doing the best you can. Like, you know, coming to terms with the current situation, right? And it still has to happen as it continues to unfold as well. Um, and then, you know, coming from that and knowing that you're not alone in all this and that there is help, that there are people um, that you know, all the things that we've ever professed to believe in, (laughs) right? That all comes into play now. I mean, it's all on the line here. It's easy to profess things when things are going good, right? But when things are going a little, things are going rough, when things get tough, that's a different story. And I think it's in those moments that what you really believe is what comes out. Right, right. Um, And, but, 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 so all this is challenging that and all this is helping us, I think, in that. And I hope people are seeing that and taking advantage of that. And I think that if that is the case, you're seeing how God is working. You see God in a little thing. You do see the love, right? The um, You see Christ in so many places and so many things that when all this is over with and you actually get to come back together with people, 
your expressions are going to be different. They're going to be yes. coming from a different place. They're going to be coming from a different heart, right? Um, and they are going to be probably more organic, more natural, less synthesized, right? Less con construed or constructed by environment necessarily. And I think that that is more like the picture that I see in Scripture. Now, again, I, you know, the, think think about it. They They were living life. And of course, they had their own beliefs and systems. There's so much that was going on. If you were a Jew who started following Jesus, the Messiah, you know, uh, Acts 2, even after that time, then, you know, there were so many things that you had to contend with and wrestle with. And then even as a Gentiles, again, even more, <laughs> even more complicated. Um, but the expressions, the impression that I get that when they came together, uh, at least at, at, in certain intervals as I see it, the, their, the what they expressed, what they did was simply based off of it came out of um, you know the things that they had experienced, mm -hmm. right? The things that they had experienced throughout the week and the, in the previous days. It came from a place that was overflowing as a result of their relationship with God, with other people. Um, it came from a place that was overflowing from this new life, and this was a way to express what you were feeling, the realities that you had experienced, um, and, and it, it was less, you know, necessarily constructed in, right. you know, uh, and, and again, I'm not completely opposed to rituals and, and forms, and they all have their place, and they're all good, um, but... The place from which these things were observed, the place from which these things were performed, if you will, um, that was a different space. And that was, man, look at what we experienced and look at how God pulled us through this. Look at what happened here, right? Right. Um, and so they were expressing themselves from a place that was living it out as opposed to the other side where in our culture, in so many ways, in so many places... Yeah, you show up on Sunday, you do your thing, and Sunday's good. And you got your life, and, you know, when things get hard and tough, that's when you begin to question God or wondering, you know, <laughs> what's going on where God is. But when things are good, it's easy to just praise God and, and say, you know, God is good. Um, does that make sense? Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like in so many ways, I won't say it's backwards, but I, I just think it's going to be a different expression. Well... We are forced to meet people where they are right now. We are being forced to see people as people. And that is what Jesus did. Jesus met people where they were. He loved them and he saw them as people. And so from one aspect, we are, this is prime examples of how we can be like Jesus. You know, if somebody isn't feeling the way I'm feeling with all of this, that's fine because either I was there or I will be there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people are in need, you're seeing people come out of the woodworks, you know, giving things to other people and, you know, dropping off food or. I, I swear, before all this happened, like they hear some Christians talk, it was like there was no good in the world. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> and you're seeing so much good take place. Yeah. I'm not negating the 
horrible things that are happening. I'm not negating the deaths. I'm not negating all of those people who are putting their lives on the line to work. But in all of that, you even see people coming and helping those who are, you know, in the hospitals working. Like you see people reaching out way beyond what we ever thought was possible to help people in need. Mm. And that is something that you don't get yeah. on Sunday. You, you just don't. You know, doing, you know, we talked about last week about, you know, me being on the podcast and how I typically don't say a whole lot. Mm. You know, I, um, Sundays isn't that place for me. You know, it's not, Sundays isn't that time to really get to know people. I don't have that time. I'm chasing kids around. Mm. Um, and, and even though my kids are older, I'm still having to, make sure my little ducklings are where they need to be, you know? Um, and so this opportunity, the things that have taken place over the past couple of weeks has allowed me to reach out and be Jesus to other people. Hmm. It's allowed me to share the love that I've had within me that I have not had an opportunity to express or to show. Um, and something else that I was thinking of, and I don't know if this is related or not, but it was something that I thought about when you were talking about, you know, like this, the experience, we're all going through this experience together. Mm -hmm. Um, it brought to mind, um, when we went to Honduras, um, we were in a plane and, um, I've, I've flown throughout my whole life. I mean, my granddaddy owned his own private airplane and he would bring us up into the, into his airplane and we'd fly around little Corsicana, Texas. And I mean, I, I was doing that when I was two. So flying isn't a big deal. Well, <laughs> but, not, all of all, not all of us had the opportunity to, you know, fly when we were kids. <laughs> Our granddaddies didn't own their own plane. Yeah, well. Mm. You know, yeah. one of one of my you things. You're better than everybody. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, the thing, one of the things with flying that I have always hated was the descent. <laughs> I've always been afraid of the descent because we are going at like outrageous speeds, and then you hit the ground, and you're supposed to just stop all of a sudden. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. What happens if the brakes don't work? Keep going. <laughs> Into, <laughs> you know, um, a building. Um, it That's a very scary thing for me. So going to Honduras, um, we had a layover in Miami. And so that there was that descent, but no big deal. Been there, done that. Don't like it, but I made it. So then we leave Miami and we go to Tegucigalpa. Honduras. And um, the pilot gets on and tells everybody on the plane how this descent is going to work. <laughs> because Tegucigalpa is like in a valley and there's like mountains. I think there's mountains. I, I, I there were definitely mountains. <laughs> there were, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're supposed essentially, to... Essentially, the, the, the landing strip is not very long at all. No. Like, and there's no way to just slowly 
and steadily decline and descend, you know, into a gradual, nice, comfortable, you know, float onto the runway. Right. This is yeah, no DFW. No. Yeah, no. You have to lower your speed in the air a lot more. And then when you hit the ground, it's a more way more sudden stop. Yes. Right? And um, by going like... And in, in doing that in the air, essentially we had to wrap around the mountain. Yeah, it was like doing a spiraling so, down. Yes, we are spiraling down the mountain to the runway. And I can see the houses and the people. <laughs> now, mind you, this is yeah. post 9-11, okay? So I went through 9-11. I saw the destruction I already don't like descents, and all I can picture as I'm spiraling down this mountain is that we're going to hit somebody's house, and we're going to kill them, and all the people on our plane are going to die as well. Not a good headspace to be in. (laughs) And so we made it. We survived. We get onto the runway, and we stop perfect time. The pilot was incredible. But when we stopped, the whole plane, like everybody in the plane, clapped. And in that moment, I felt like I just did this crazy journey with a ton of strangers. Mm -hmm. And I really, honestly, I wanted to go and like hug every single person (laughs) and be like, we made it. We accomplished this, guys. We're here and alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I say all of that to say, you know, in in that moment, I felt like family with all those strangers in that airplane. And in this moment, globally, I mean, this, we're not, this isn't just America. This is globally. We're all doing some form of this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can say that, the human race, we are all family at this point. And we're all going through something together. That seems more real. Yeah. Right. The reality, the family aspect, the reality, we're all connected. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not this, oh, we're all part of a family, family of God and the church building, singing and praising. This is reality. Mm-hmm. And I am family with every human that is dealing with this virus in some form or fashion. And because of that, I can meet people where they are and I can love them in ways that I would not have necessarily done otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that looks like just actually thanking God for it. The human race, mm-hmm. thanking God for people, you know, it, so oftentimes we want to go and do stuff. And I think this is showing us that we can, we can worship God just by being present and seeing people for people by seeing, um, those who are helping by being somebody just to listen to, or maybe, maybe we do a drive-by play date with our kids. You know, I did that for one of my little girls yesterday, a spur of the moment thing. And I just texted the mom and I said, Hey, I'm sitting outside your house. 
we'd like to do a social distancing play date. And so we stood, my daughter sat in the car and we rolled down the window and her family came out and we just, we talked for 30 minutes. And that did everybody good. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? We just did something good. And I think it's those kinds of things that are worshiping. So with all that, bring it back to um, back around here. I think with all of these various experiences, again, we'll come out of it expressing whatever we expressed before uh, differently when we come together. But my main concern is where people are right now in these moments um, and are they wrestling with these new realities where is their faith driving them what's it pushing them towards um, you know and, and quite honestly here's here's my concern before all of this happened my my question is this, and this is a good good question to to ask yourself and to answer. Did your faith light you up? Like when you talked about Jesus, thought about Jesus, when you just simply focused on you know who you were, <laughs> your existence, uh, what life was all about, you know. Maybe maybe you didn't go that far, but um, you know, did not your, everybody is like you. <laughs> did, uh, well, I have dedicated my life to this, <laughs> um, but seriously, like, did your faith? Did you get excited? Did you get excited about your faith? Did your were you excited about living? Were you excited about Jesus? Were you excited about love and about people and about uh, you know opportunities and about living? And, and about loving and about growing. Like, like, did your faith light you up? Were you excited about this stuff? Now, if you were before this, it's, this could still simply, this could still be challenging. Um, but you're, this doesn't necessarily change things for you, I don't believe. Um, it may challenge you in different ways, but that's where the, your faith comes in and it helps you through all of this, right? And th- this where the whole allowing it to, to happen and to unfold and allowing each other to go through this process because you have put your trust. You have entrusted your life into the hands of God, right? That's the whole, the whole term believe here. And, and so it can be challenging and you're going to go through this like you would have before with most other circumstances. Um, but here's my concern. For the people who were not lit up by their faith, people who were not excited, people who were just simply going through the motions, people who who could take it or leave it, people who weren't weren't accepting the challenge, right, to to grow in, in Christ and to grow in love and people who, who didn't take joy, just simply people who didn't take joy and just talking about Jesus, who didn't find joy in just listening about Jesus, who didn't find joy in just simply being a Christian and everything that comes with that, right? Um, The people who were not excited, 
people whose faith did not spark something within them before. I wonder, and and you know, I guess it could go two ways. While I was thinking about, while I was just saying that, like maybe it's situations like this that will bring the spark, right? Um, and then for others, it, it could it could go completely the opposite way. They weren't interested before. They kind of were in this and a part of this, and we can list the reasons, but who cares at this point? That's irrelevant. Um, they weren't in it before, and they won't be in it now, and they won't see anything differently. So I guess there is a chance that people will. This has the this has the power to maybe spark the faith in some people, right? Um, Absolutely, and I th- I think, well, before you said, you know, there's two parts. I was thinking, but there's two sides of this. And I guess the reason I was thinking that so quickly. You getting argumentative with me? Yes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. But it's true, right? It, it is. is true. I think the reason that I, I was thinking that so quickly is because I didn't necessarily find joy in my faith before all this happened. <gasps> I know. Mm. I'm being honest and transparent. Man. I did not. Going Heretical. to church, yes. Going I'm to church, to a heretic, <laughs> preacher, <laughs> preacher's wife. Mm. Um, <laughs> but that—that's the real. That's that's real. That's reality. Mm. I um, I wasn't just lit up to go to church every Sunday. Um, I was, I was battling my own issues and my own concerns, my own feelings about. All kinds of different things, but me and God were not great. Let's just, I mean, we were okay, but we weren't, I wasn't on fire and lit and all excited and talking about Jesus all the time. Um, I had been in that place before, but I wasn't before all this started. And since all of this, I have become more, um, more in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I have felt the love of Jesus. I have seen the love of Jesus. So um, this has essentially pulled you out of a rut. Yeah. I mean, it's pulled me out of, well, yeah, a rut. I mean, we did the same things over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, school and dance, youth group on Wednesday, Saturday is... Laundry day. So change could be good. <sighs> uh, I love change. It was great. Some changes are worse than others. But. <laughs> but, you know, and then Saturday night I was keeping the kids quiet so you could study. And then Sunday morning we got up and we went to church and we did all the churchy things. And nothing changed in my life. It was very rote. And... um for me, it was so you were one of those people who would not listen to me on Sundays. I oh my goodness! Absolutely Here listened. It Here it is. And <laughs> I would have tears in my eyes, mm. and then I would come home, and I was one of those people who that was a great sermon, that was a great worship, worship was good, but nothing changed. Hmm. And that was a direct. Um, result of my relationship with God at the time, the mm-hmm. way I felt about God at the time, um, that played a huge part in why I just went to church. 
But then this came about and I was forced to reckon with reality and life and change. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. am I going to push through this change? And how am I going to help my children push through this change? And then, you know, I mentioned the very first podcast I did with you, you know, feeling the feels and going through all those things. And I was forced to face God in a very real, tangible mm-hmm. way. Sounds like it woke you up. Very much so. Hmm. And it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, it wasn't like this fear. I mean, it wasn't like the fear of God or the wrath of God hit me. It Mm. was a very gentle, loving time. And so it can, you know, there are going to be people who are going to come out of this and their faith is going to be stronger than it was when they were, quote, going to Mm. church. And then there are going to be some who are going to come out of this and they're going to be really distraught because their world was shaken and they didn't know how.